We are talking once again about kingdom prosperity. We're going to be on this for a while. I'm not sure how long the Lord wants, wants us to talk about it, but he told me to park here and camp here for a while. And, and what he's doing is he's rewiring some of us to, to not shy away from that word prosperity. Uh, unfortunately, it is, I realize it's been abused uh, within uh, Christianity, and you have uh, preachers that will say, hey, I'm a prosperity preacher. And what they mean by that is, hey, I believe I can prosper. <laughs> and you can send me some money and uh, send me, put, your, put, put your down payment on your blessing. And you know, send me $1,000, God will heal you. No, all, no, none of that has anything to do with prosperity. Uh, matter of fact, we're going to find out that money doesn't always have anything to do with prosperity. Money can be a part of prosperity, it, it, but it in itself is not prosperity. Uh, houses, cars, jewelry, all that stuff is not necessarily part of prosperity. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with it. If you enjoy houses, cars, jewelry, all that stuff, and the Lord's blessed you and you're able to, uh, hey, pra praise God, awesome. But, but you, can, you can have zero dollars in your bank account. You can have nothing of major earthly value and you can still prosper immensely because uh, prosperity is far more than just the U.S. dollar, correct? So we're going to talk today about the fullness of the blessing the fullness of the blessing. Now, first of all, uh, just to, we're, we're going to kind of hammer this throughout this, these weeks. Prosperity means to flourish and to succeed. So when I tell you God intends for you to prosper and his kingdom is a kingdom of prosperity, this is what I mean. God and everything he does, he flourishes, does he not? God succeeds, does he not? And if we are in his kingdom and if we are now little Christs or Christians, then we too can flourish and succeed. It doesn't mean you're never going to go through hard times. doesn't mean you're never going to face pain in your life. doesn't mean you're never going to go through loss. Jesus even said, you're going to go through these things, but you can prosper, flourish and succeed right in the middle of difficult times. God can surround you with so much love, so, so much network, so much provision, so much strength, so much encouragement. Even in the midst of grief, I've seen God prosper people. People say they, they, they're experiencing grief, but then on the other hand, they're experiencing peace and love and, and, and joy and, and prosperity, everything that they need, right? Uh, matter of fact, the word, uh, see if we can hop to it. Kingdom prosperity. Let's talk about this. So kingdom prosperity is the ability to use God's power to meet the needs of mankind in every facet of life. So you being full of the Holy Spirit, walking in the kingdom, you have the ability to use the power of God, the Holy Spirit of God, his word and his promises to meet every need, not just your needs, but the needs that are presented to you. You have the ability to meet every need of mankind in every facet of his life. And man has a whole lot more needs than just money, correct? Matter of fact, we need oxygen. Well, look how much abundant oxygen we have today. That's pretty prosperous. How many, how many people have more than one pair of shoes in this house? Because really, you only need one pair, right? Right? To cover your feet? How many of you have more than one shirt? How many of you have more than one pair of pants or one dress? 
Guys, hopefully you put your hands down on the dress part, right? <laughs> but it does, hey, that means that we are prospering. How many of you have more than one meal worth of food in your pantry? Do you realize everyone in this room, everyone, even, even the, quote, poorest of us here in this room live like kings compared to 70% of the world. And yet, most of us in this room would be like, woo, I, could, I need more money. I need more stuff, right? It's all, it's all subjective, right? Many of you live here in the neighborhood. This is a beautiful neighborhood. It's, it's not necessarily as luxurious as some neighborhoods, right? But if we went and plopped this neighborhood right in the middle of Uganda, it would be pretty swanky. So in other words, our perception of riches, wealth, money, what we need, all this stuff, it's really subjective, is it not? So when you realize that we're talk, that prosperity talks about needs, and in the kingdom of God, uh, uh, prosperity is not measured by how much you have, but how much you don't lack. And in him, there is no lack, right? Let's see, it seemed like I had one more, gra- one more graphic I was gonna show you guys first. It's hanging up on me, Peter. I don't know if it's me or a battery or uh, there's one that's go go backwards. Go back one more. There it is. Yes, rich. So the word rich. You're going to hear me talk about this in the coming weeks. Rich. Again, rich doesn't necessarily have to do with money. You can apply the word to money, but it can be applied to everything else. Rich means abundant, plentiful. Right. So if I say River Legacy Trails, right, right behind you here across the lake, River Legacy Trails is rich in wildlife. I'm not saying that the bobcats are running around showing all their paper. Woo-hoo, look at this, I'm rich. No, they're all, all the birds are wearing bling, all that stuff. No, it, it means that there's plenty of wildlife back there. It's, it's abundant, plentiful. So these are all words that are very relevant to the kingdom of God. Rich, prosperous, to flourish and succeed, to have abundance and plenty, right? All right, so now let's get into, which way am I going here? Here we go. Romans chapter 15, verse 29 is where we're going to start out today with this verse. We're going to talk about the fullness of the blessing the fullness of the blessing today. Not a blessing. God has the blessing for you. Say, woo, God's got a blessing for you. No, he's got the blessing, and within the blessing, all other blessings come. Following me so far? Here we go. Romans 15, 29. Now we're going to read from the NIV and the uh, New King James. I know that when I come to you, this is Paul talking, I know that when I come to you, I will come in the full measure of the blessing of Christ. Uh, New King James says it this way, but I know that when I come to you, I shall come in the fullness of the blessing. Not a blessing. Hey, I'm going to come to you 
in a blessing, with a blessing. No, he said, I'm coming to you in the blessing of the gospel of Christ or the good news of Christ. Now, a lot of translations will actually leave that off altogether. It'll say, I'll come to you in the fullness of the blessing. Um, but, but what I want you to, to kind of get into your head right now is this term, the blessing of Christ, the blessing of Christ. So with Christ comes a blessing. And, and unfortunately, within Christianity, we've stopped at just the concept of, ooh, yeah, there's a blessing. My sins are forgiven and I'm going to heaven. Well, that's part of it. That is a couple of, the, of, of some blessings that are within the blessing. But, but I'm going to take you all the way back to the beginning here in, the begin, uh, here, here in a minute to, to lay the foundation for what the blessing is. If you are a believer in Christ Jesus and you are submitting to his word and to his authority, you have the right to walk in the blessing. And from that, all other blessings come. Okay? And it's part of prosperity. It's part of kingdom prosperity. So this term full measure or the fullness of blessing, the fullness, fullness uh, in the Greek would be pleroma. Now, Chasen, you may have to correct me on some of this. You're the, the Hebrew and Greek studied guy. Uh, but fullness, pleroma would be Greek. It's actually where we get the word plethora. Okay? So pleroma, I'm going to come to you in the pleroma of the blessing. I don't know if that's conjugated correctly or not, but let's just go with it. So it means to be filled up, full, complete, to the top so that nothing is wanting. To fill to the brim so nothing is lacking. To be fully furnished and liberally supplied. It was often used to describe ships. You know, when a ship would set sail, it would be pleroma. It would be full. It would be filled to the brim. It would have a full sailing crew all the soldiers it needed, all the merchandise it needed, all the food it needed, all the, the, um, the just the, the, the wares that would need to be distributed. It would be fully loaded down. And this is what Paul said. Hey, I know that when I come, I'm going to be fully loaded, fully weighted down with the blessing. That doesn't sound like lack, does it? So in other words, God's wanting us to migrate away from this mindset of, I've got to suffer for the Lord. You know, this, you know, I'm taking a vow of poverty for the Lord. He never said anywhere in his covenant anything about poverty. Some folks function in poverty because of lack of understanding. But, but what he's, everything about God is about richness. In other words, plenty, abundant it's about prosperity, success, flourishing, right? So even here, there is the blessing of Christ. And Paul's saying, boy, I'm going to be weighted down with it. <laughs> I'm going to be fully loaded with it when I come to you, okay? Now, that liberally su supplied reminds me of Philippians 4.19. And my God will liberally supply, fill to the full your every need, According to his, there's that word, riches. So according to his abundance, right? If, if I said it's, it's rich in wildlife, I mean there's plenty of it. So he's going to liberally supply our needs. What kind of need do you have today? 
Well, if you've got a need, rejoice, because it's already liberally supplied according to his, his riches, his abundance, his populace in glory in Christ Jesus. Where, where is God's riches located? In Christ Jesus, okay? That's going to be the source of the blessing. We're going we're to get to that here in just one moment, okay? Let's talk about this blessing. So we're going to have to go to Genesis chapter 1, starting with verse 27. Everyone walking with me still? Yep. Hanging in there? You gotta, if, you, if you want to talk about the blessing, boy, this thing is funky for me. Hmm. There we are. So God created man in his own image. This is where the blessing is first introduced in the Bible. Genesis chapter 1. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. Now, notice the very first phrase uttered from God to man wasn't a warning. Y'all better not mess up. It wasn't a curse. Because, you know, a lot, of, a lot of times growing up in church, you, you're taught that God's angry with you all the time, right? Now, the very first thing out of the mouth of God to man was a blessing. Then God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So if you want to break the blessing down, here is the blessing. First thing out of his mouth, he spoke a blessing to Adam, and he said, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth. Does any of this sound like lack? Does any of this sound like God's about to kick you? Or God's about to smite you? No, it was be fruitful. That means, hey, lots of production, Right? <laughs> Yield lots of things. Multiply. That's not even addition. You get into multiply, things start compounding, right? Replenish the earth. If something is used up, hey, fill it back up. Subdue the earth. In other words, take charge of it. And then have dominion over the earth. In other words, be in control. So, so this is the cool thing about Adam was blessed by God to replicate God's work in the Garden of Eden. Everything about this, this is what God was doing in the Garden of Eden. And the Garden of Eden represented, it was the prototype for the kingdom of God. Everything Adam needed was supplied right there in the garden, right? Everything, everything he needed, there it was. And then God says, go replenish there. Go find the places that have nothing and you plant what you have here. You take it there. Replenish the earth. Then cultivate it. Subdue it. Have dominion over it. Everything you've seen me do, you now have the power to do, right? So Adam not only was living in the blessing, Adam and Eve, Every need was supplied. He was blessed so that he could go be the blessing. And that, that's, this is how the blessing works. 
the very first blessing God gave was everything I'm doing, I empower you to go do. Not only do you get to benefit from what I am doing, all your needs are going to be supplied. Now you can go supply needs as well. That's incredible. That's prosperity. That's why you get doubly blessed with things. Do you have more than one dollar? <laughs> Maybe it's because you get to give the other one to somebody in need. You have more than one shirt? Maybe it's because you get to give the other one to someone in need. In other words, he blesses you in abundance so that you can be a blessing. But it first comes with this, the blessing. God's desire for you is not to live in lack, limitation, not enoughness. His desire for you is not to suffer. His desire for you, now, again, do you go through difficulties? Sure. Sure. Do, do you go through hard times? Absolutely. But those are just exercises for you to use your faith. The Bible says it's been, God gave a portion of faith to each and every man. So, so if he gave you a portion, then you get to exercise it, to let it grow. Faith is almost like a muscle. The more you use it, the more you're able to, to, to have faith. <laughs> the more faith you exercise, the greater your faith becomes. The more you trust him, the more you learn to trust him even more. Amen. Everyone still with me? Now, this is what's cool. But because of Adam and Eve's disobedience and lack of faith, we all know the story. They and all creation came under the curse. So they went from blessing to a curse, right? And we're going to take a look at the curse here in a moment. But this is what's wonderful. Jesus came to restore the blessing. This is why Paul and Romans said, hey, when I come to you, I'm going to come in a pleroma or in fullness of the blessing of Christ Jesus. Why? Because he understood everything that Adam and Eve lost, which was this. If you got to operate in this every single day, do you think you would have a, a defeated day? Doesn't mean that you wouldn't have a challenging day. But man, if you got to face a challenging day, whoo, I'd like to be filled up on this. And that's what Paul was saying. He goes, hey, this thing right here, the blessing, I'm going to be so full and packed of all this when I come to you. Man, that means Paul was going to be loaded, locked and loaded to do the work of God and to continue to spread the kingdom of God. Just like uh, Adam was empowered to spread Eden, we are empowered to spread his kingdom. It's our Eden. It's our Sabbath. It's our rest. It's our provision. And it's all in Christ. So Romans chapter 5 tells us this, that Jesus is the blessing. He's the last Adam. That Jesus, the blessing, is now alive in us. We carry the blessing wherever we go, and we are empowered to be the blessing, just as Adam was, right? So let's look at Galatians 3.13. This is how Jesus took care of this curse. None of you guys have to live under a curse. You say, I feel like my life is cursed. No, it's not. Don't speak that out. Are you a believer in Christ Jesus? Is he Lord of your life? Is he the boss of your life? And are you obeying his word? If that's the case, you're free from the, the, the curse. Galatians 3.13, right here. Christ has redeemed us. That means he bought us back. Christ has redeemed us 
to buy back, to buy out, to clear by payment, to free a person from captivity by paying a ransom. That's what that means. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing, there it is, <laughs> that the blessing of Abraham, see, Abraham inherited the blessing from Adam, of Adam. God made a contract with him, right? We'll take a look at that here in the coming weeks. That the blessing, what? The ability to have dominion, be fruitful, multiply, cultivate, take charge of the earth. The blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles. How many of you guys are Gentiles? How many of y'all had bacon this morning with your eggs? <laughs> Glory to God. Come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. That's what's wonderful about it. You can't, that's why this whole mess of send in $1,000, send in $100 for your blessing or whatever, you can't buy God. But you get them through faith. Amen? So Christ is taking care of the curse for us, praise God. So here's, here's the curse. Here's the blessing. Be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, subdue the earth, have dominion over the earth. Here's the curse. Lack, deficiency, not enough, shortage. Again, we're not just talking about money. There's a lot of folks on the earth got money, but they're, they're still lacking in love. They're lacking in wisdom. They're lacking in uh, relationships. They're deficient in grace. They're deficient in uh, mental health. They don't have enough peace. <laughs> they have a shortage of joy. How many of you have ever felt like you've walked in some of those realms as well? But here's the thing. You're free from it. Through faith and then obedience to the word of God, you've, you move from the curse into the blessing. Why? Because Jesus became all this stuff for us. He became the curse, and he paid the price for the curse so that now you can walk in the prosperity of the kingdom, which is the blessing. How many of you want to be fruitful? How many want to experience multiplication in your life? How many, how many want to be able to replenish the earth? What, 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 what are you made of? Earth. You ever felt like you need to be replenished? He's got it. <laughs> He's got it for you. How many of you need to subdue some things in your life? He's empowered you to. Then to have dominion, to take charge. Wouldn't you love to be able to take charge of your life? Jesus said, hey, whoever loses his life gains it. What does that mean? If you submit your life to him, you bow your knee to his lordship. It goes beyond just, hey, I believe in Jesus well, even the demons believe in Jesus. The book of James said, and said, but they actually tremble. That's the problem. There's a lot of Christians that believe in Jesus, or folks that say that they're Christians, they believe in Jesus and they don't even tremble before him. They live it however they want in disobedience to the word. Even the demons got enough sense to tremble. You know? But if, if you will bow your knee to, if you'll, don't just quote, come into my heart, but be Lord, be boss of my life. And whatever your word says, whether I like it or not, I'm going to follow it. You realize everything in the word of God is for your benefit. Even if it's hard to chew on, even if it's hard to swallow, even if it's 
not comfortable. Ultimately, it's for you to have more of the blessing. What is the blessing? Well, this is the core of it right here, right? All right, if you're still with me, say praise hallelujah. Hey, all right. So let's talk about this. Proverbs 10.22, I want to read this though. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow with it. I mentioned it last week. The blessing of the Lord. What is the blessing? Be fruitful, multiply, have dominion. That whole, that whole package, it makes you rich. Say, so, well, you can look at my bank account and I would argue that. Again, it has nothing to do with money. Money can be part of it. But it has to do with being plenteous and abundant. I grew up, my, my, parents, my parents were not wealthy at all. Matter of fact, I didn't realize how much we didn't have until I grew up. <laughs> but I had a rich childhood. We were rich. We were wealthy. We had a house full of the love of God full of the truth of God, full of the fear of God. We had a house full of laughter. I got a lifetime of funny stories, crazy encounters, just, just bizarre characters in the neighborhood. And also, we were super involved in church. You think the neighborhood's got some bizarre characters? Hang out in church long enough. Y'all have heard me say it. Church is like a good bowl of cereal. You got milk and honey, but you got nuts and flakes. And I'm one of them, right? <laughs> That's just how it is. Uh, but man, we got stories. We got, I look back at my childhood. Was there heartache? Yes. Was there loss? Yeah. But man, it was rich. Did it involve money? Not, not a whole lot that came across my, my face. <laughs> but man, it was wealthy, right? So let's talk about walking in the fullness of the blessing real quick. And I'm just going to read this. And then we're going to be done. All the church board says, woo, nacho time. <laughs> Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 14. I love this. God gave Abraham the covenant. And then a uh, uh, little, little over 400, 500 years later, God had Moses actually write down the terms of the contract. That term covenant means contract. We have a contract, and then when, when, when you put your faith in Christ Jesus and, and you confessed him, then, then you are grafted into that contract, that covenant, and it all started with the seed of the blessing, right? But look at this. I love this. And someone needs to claim this for your household. I've been praying the last two weeks. I've been praying this every day over Eric and I and our whole household. Now it shall come to pass if you diligently... Obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments. Notice the word obey. <laughs> That's key. He gave you his word. We ought to read it. We ought to follow it, right? So if you obey the voice of your God and observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. Does that sound like Poverty and limitation? Not to me, it doesn't. Verse 2, and all these blessings shall come upon you and 
overtake you. Have you ever, you ever been driving and you've had a storm blowing in and you're like, I can stay ahead of the storm. And all of a sudden, eventually, no, the storm just overtakes you, right? <laughs> in other words, like it just, it comes over your head and just starts pouring on you. That's the imagery that God is giving right here. And he put it in writing. If you'll trust me and do what I tell you to do, that I've got blessings that are going to run you down and overtake you. That's pretty wild. Matter of fact, one translation says, all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. Uh, All these blessings shall come upon you and find you. Uh, One translation says, all these blessings will reach you. Man, that's some good stuff. Because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Because you follow the directions. Isn't that something? Verse 3. Blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall you... So he said, all these blessings, he's, so he's about, to, he's about to list some blessings, right? Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, and the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle, and the offspring of your flocks. Now, how do we apply that to us? All of that stuff right there actually symbolized wealth, material wealth for them. So it's funny, we get nervous talking about money in church, but yet God's like, hey, if you'll follow what I tell you to do, I'm going to bless you. And some of it's going to be material. It's going to be the proof of my spiritual blessing to you. Verse 5, blessed shall be uh, your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed Blessed shall you be when you come in and blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. Are you going to have to fight your enemies? Those who may strike out against you, those who may, you're not even going to have to deal with them. Why? Because the Lord will cause them to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. Isn't that awesome? He told Abraham, he said, I'll bless those that bless you. I'll curse those that curse you. You don't even have to worry about it. You just do what I tell you to do All right, hang on. There we go. All right, let's skip to it. The Lord, I love this. The Lord will command these blessings on you. How can you know that these are going to happen? Because he's going to issue a command. If you follow his directions, you do his word, he issues a command from his throne, right? He's bossing someone around to take care of these things for you, right? The Lord will issue, will command the blessings on you in your storehouses, plural, your storehouses. Someone receive that. And in all to which you set your hand, and he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. Uh, uh, one translation says, God will order a blessing on your barns and workplaces. Pretty cool. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself, just as he has sworn to you, if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. What is the common thread through all this? Like, hey, I got all these blessings. Obedience. Obeying the word of God. Isn't that cool? That's right. Verse 10. Then all the peoples of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid 
Uh, they shall be afraid of you, and the Lord will grant you plenty of goods in the fruit of your body, in the increase of your livestock, and in the produce of your ground, and the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. Verse 11, one translation says, God will lavish you with good things. The Amplified says, the, the Lord shall make you have a surplus of prosperity. Uh, the Lord will make you fertile in every good thing. The Lord will make you abound in prosperity. The reason why I'm reading all these different translations and their, and their angle and their take on it is because I, I want, uh, I feel the need for some of us to be reprogrammed from, you know, I'm suffering for the Lord. And you know, when you, when you follow the Lord, you got to give everything up. Well, you, you, you actually realize everything that you gave up was nothing anyway. And you, you realize you gain everything because what's prosperity, Ultimate prosperity is what? Him. You get him. And in him, he's the source. He's the supply. But everything that he supplies is just secondary. You really don't even care about it because you got him. You know, Jesus said this. He said, well, you have eternal life. And we think eternal life is in the sweet by and by. And we're floating around with the angels, playing our harps, all that good stuff, Right? Jesus said this, this is eternal life, to know God the Father, to know him, and to know his son, Christ Jesus, whom he sent. That's the blood, that's prosperity, is to know, because if you know him, you're not afraid of anything else. If you know him, you're not worried about anything. If you know him, you trust him, everything's going to be all right. Whew, that's prospering right there. All right, I said I was going to make this quick. Here we go. Verse 12, the Lord, the Lord will open to you his good treasure, the heavens, to give the rain to your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hand. One translation says the Lord will open up his sky vaults. I love that. You shall lend to many Oh, someone hear this. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. That's huge. And I want to challenge every one of you to have that kind of faith. Uh, Erica and I, about two weeks ago, we made an incredible quality decision based on, on this and also Romans. It says, owe no man anything but to love. And so we made a decision that we will live debt free from here on out. Now we have... We got a, we've got a couple of things we're paying off, one of which is a house. That's huge, right? But, but I got crazy faith that if I'm trying to obey the word of the Lord, he'll, he'll meet. Could you imagine, just let your faith grow for a second. If every single one of us in this room were debt-free, had no debt, what could you pour into the kingdom of God? All of a sudden, Isaac... Someone said, hey, I want your family to come to Africa for a couple of weeks. It's done. You'd have the resources, wouldn't you? The Bible says that, that uh, if, if you're in debt, then you are slave to the lender, right? And here's, man, I'm, I'm going off on a tangent, and I'm going to have to stop, man. Those nachos are going to get cold. Right. But, but I'm planting the seed, and we're going to talk about it down the road. But... But in other words, whoever we go into debt with, whether it's a bank, whether it's a title company, whether it's whoever, do you realize you enter into a contract or a covenant? And there's only two covenants that, that 
that we have in this life. And it's the covenant he made with us as believers, right? It's the covenant of Abraham. And then there's one other covenant that he honors, and it's the covenant between you and your spouse. You're not in covenant with your kids. You're not in covenant with anything else. So when you enter into a covenant with someone, what if that bank is practicing things that are contrary to the word of God and their ethics? And yet now I'm in covenant with that. Woo. Lord, set me free. So I'm speaking it in faith that, that I'm, I, we're, we're going to live. And, and, and since then, since then, everything about, everything about us is for two weeks now is, hey, if we don't have cash on hand, we ain't worried about it. We ain't getting it, <laughs> right? Uh, so, I, so I challenge you. But look at this. said, so you're not going to borrow, but you'll lend. That doesn't sound like poverty to me. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail, and you shall be above, above only and not be beneath. If you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you. There it is again. If you do what? If you heed the commandments. That just, that's a fancy way of saying if you obey. If you do what I tell you to do, you're going to encounter all this, which I command you today, and you are careful to observe them. So you shall not turn aside from any of the words which I command you this day. <laughs> There it is again. If you'll do what I tell you to do, to the right or to the left, to go after other gods to serve them. Now, what are other gods? Most of us are not going to sit there and take out an idol of Dagon or Ra or whatever, right? Uh, we're, we're not going to do that in these modern times. But it's anything that we put before God in his word becomes our God. If, if you would, I've been guilty of that in my life. There have been a time, there's been times where the Lord said, hey, Dave, I want you to go do this. And there was a time in my life I would have said, Lord, you know my heart, I'm willing to do it, but I got to take care of this. Well, what, what did I do? I just created this to be a God because he, he told me to go do something else. I said, no, I would, but, right? So what, what in your life are you making bigger than God and his word? That right there could be one reason why you're not encountering the blessing. Amen? So here's our next steps. Let's all stand. Look at that. I told you. Told you I was going to do it. Told you I'd be laying in the plane. All right, here's, here's the next steps, right? This is your homework. Read, review, and meditate on the, these scriptures this week. Let them get into your head and into your heart. Discuss them with friends, families, and neighbors, right? How are you going to do that? Well, hey, hop on Slack. Download Slack. You can even get on it on your computer. Join us on Slack. I'll be putting my notes out there. You can read them. Even if I said something today, like I said, and you're like, wait a minute. I don't know about Butler. Man, he's just kind of. Uh, oh, Jason, I'll tell you what. Let me give you back your stand. I've been so prosperous with that stand. I'm giving it to you. <laughs> Sharing the prosperity. Uh, but I'll put my notes up there if you want some uh, references. 2 Corinthians 4.13 tells us because we believe, we also speak. I'm really big on this. If you believe something, speak it out. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. It's not so much that, hey, well, I know I'm redeemed. Well, then you better speak it. Say it. Act like it, Right? So speak and believe. Believe and speak these declarations each day. Say, I don't know about this stuff. Trust. Hey, I do. I do it. Today, I am walking in the fullness of the blessing. 
Christ, the blessing, has liberally supplied me with everything I need for today. The blessing is overtaking me today as I trust God and obey his word. Amen. I do it. I'll read it. I'll believe it. I'll speak it. Why? Because it gets my mindset right. I don't need to be thinking the way that the world wants me to think. I need to think how the word of God tells me to think. Amen. I'm telling you, it worked. Last week, if you remember, I said, I said we were to speak out. I prosper today. My spirit prospers. My mind or soul prospers. And my body prospers. I had some aches and pains try to come up this week. I said, nope, my body prospers. My body prospers. And it would work. Well, within a few minutes, I'd start feeling better, and I'd get on about my business. Amen. It's not just about believing, but if you believe it, speak it out. Declare it. Speak it into the atmosphere of your room. Amen. Let me pray over you guys. If y'all need prayer for anything, grab your neighbor, ask him to pray for you. I guarantee you they would be honored to do so. Or you can come. I'll hang out over on the side here for a few minutes. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd be honored to pray for you as well. Uh, but just trust God. The kingdom, In the kingdom, there is prosperity for you. Amen. Father, I love you. I thank you so much. I pray that you bless us as a family. Teach us to walk in your kingdom. Teach us to live in your kingdom. Teach us to be citizens of your kingdom. Teach us to obey your word. And teach us to submit to you because everything you have for us is for our benefit. Even when it's difficult, even when it doesn't make sense, it's still to prosper us, to advance us, to show us that all things will work for good for those who love you and trust you. So Father, I thank you for every family here. I speak prosperity over marriages, over households, over relations between parents and children. I speak prosperity and richness over uh, the love that we have in our heart, prosperity and richness over the joy, prosperity and richness over the righteousness that we walk in in you. Give us a boldness when we contact someone this week, when we come into contact with someone just to reflect you, to talk about you. Give us opportunities, Lord, not to judge but to talk about you. Father, let us look past the sins of man to the heart of man to entice them to walk with you. And Holy Spirit, we just trust you're gonna do your, you're gonna do your job just like you are with us to teach us to walk in righteousness and walk according to your word and to empower us to do so. And we just thank you today in Jesus' name. I wanna speak a blessing over you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord... Make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship together as a family one more time.